the Punk After Show. East Coast Savage. Run for your life. And that was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. We threw that game. We gave it away by doing that. We gave them the freaking game. In my opinion, that sucked. Uh, playoffs? What talk about? Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. The Point After Show. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double tap does what the f- he wants. The Point After Show. Spikes in hell. Spikes in peewee hell. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Eddie from The Point After Show. I'm here with Eddie Daddy. Don't, don't try to hide that tonight. Nah, I'm going to hide it. Uh, and I'm here with Tommy Bottle Service and Cavi, the producer, Caviston. Paul's not with us tonight. He has some family things going on. I think it's a, his kid's um, maybe 24th month birthday. No, I don't even know. I'm just making that up. Yeah. Anyway, we got uh, we have a special guest tonight. And we have James M. in the studio. He might not even uh, say, say much, if at all, but... Uh, Cavi, we do have a special guest in the studio. Why don't you just take it away and introduce him? Yeah, uh, we have Gerard on the line, also um, Vin Gerard, and uh, a couple other monikers that happen to be uh, that I found on your Wikipedia. There, uh, what's, what's, what's going on, Gerard? Hey, not much. Uh, thank you for having me on. Absolutely. So, um, for those of you who don't know, Gerard is a retired uh, professional wrestler. He re- <laughs> he wrestled. Uh, with Chikara, and then um, any other promotions? I think I saw a, a couple other ones in there, right? Yeah, I would say that uh, Chikara was definitely my main promotion, but I've, you know, as an independent wrestler, wrestled for multiple promotions that maybe people have heard of. So I guess I'll, I'll name the ones that I would think that if a wrestling fan were watching would know. So like Ring of Honor, Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, IW Mid-South, uh, IWS in Canada, um, Osaka Pro in Japan, uh, Japan's those are where it's the at, main right? Ones. With the wrestling stuff. What's that? Japan. That's where it's at with the wrestling gig, right? Yeah, that that. I mean, because of the '90s era of uh, wrestling, where you would see a lot of like the bigger name guys that you know of today, like uh, Chris Jericho, um, you know, uh, going over to Japan to like really hone his craft, and then coming back to a man really kind of established him. So that kind of became a, a common trend for United States wrestlers, I think, more than anything to go there to prove themselves and then come back as, as really polished wrestlers. And it really helped increase their uh, bookings and uh, uh, their ability in the ring too. So if I could ask a question, how did you get into wrestling to start? Uh, I think, uh, I mean, uh, are any of you guys wrestling fans? Uh, uh, I'm assuming, so I'm assuming we're on the same age as well. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually <laughs> yeah. you're, you're a little younger than Eddie and I, you're okay. still a young guy here, but, um, yeah, I, I was a huge, if I could be honest and uh, tell you the truth here for a minute, I was a huge Stone Cold fan back in my day. Like, <laughs> yeah. I swear to God, yeah. that's that's how I started my AOL screen name, um, TLIP316. Uh, a lot of stuff is like that still going forward. I wish he would just come back. His current Twitter yeah. handle is TLIP. That's that's Did what it is. 316? My, my, yeah, my personal one's TLIP316. Yeah. yeah. My, my my AOL screen name was quite similar to that, but mine was uh, 
uh, it had, I can't remember what the username was, but it ended with 420. And uh, I had no idea what 420 meant when I was like 12, you know? <laughs> yeah, uh, it was just cool. But, but, I, but I knew Rob Van Dam from ECW said 420 all the time, so R-B-D. that wasn't my username. Yeah, so <laughs> so that's how that's how that came about. But yeah, I think um, going back to the original question, I grew up in that same era of uh, pro wrestling where Stone Cold Steve Austin was, you know, like wrestling was just the shit then. You know, it was the most popular thing going. Um, it was right there with South Park as the biggest sellers of merchandise uh, in the the late '90s. So uh, I grew up in that, and uh, uh, my mom, you know, I was I was like 12, 13, 14 in the the late the late nineties. And, uh, my mom would take me to the supermarket to go shopping every Monday or whatever day of the week that was. And, um, I would head over to the magazine aisle and I would just sit there in the magazine aisle and just like read wrestling magazines cover to cover. And, um, that's where I started finding out about all these other wrestling groups outside of like the big three at that time being WWF, WCW, ECW. And, uh, I started like getting an interest in like these underground leagues. I was back out wrestling much like most um, you know, teenage boys were doing at that time. And, uh, I never fell out of it, you know, like a lot of people did, you know, like a lot of people, yeah, it's, it's like the Santa Claus thing. Once, you know, some people start picking on you for, you know, believing in Santa for so long, um, you know, you you're done. go against it, you go against it and you're like, Nope, Nope. I'm not going to have anything to do with that. No. If you believe that you're stupid, you know, like that's kind of what happened to a lot of people, I think where, uh, <coughs> And that, that, and they just realized what it was, you know, it's, it's a unique theater form that, um, you know, it's male soap opera. Uh, but I, I just continued to enjoy it. And I, it was something that I related to with, uh, friends and stuff. And, uh, I, I never, uh, got too much into like actual sports. I just was so dedicated to watching wrestling and learning about wrestling that that's ultimately how I ended up, um, getting into uh, training as a professional wrestler. So. So, I mean, we're all, we all live in Harrisburg now, but even everybody in the room, we're all from Northeast PA originally. Um, is there, so so coming out of Northeast PA, was that, you know, did you have to leave? Was there a, a scene there for it? Uh, yeah, I, I definitely had to leave. Uh, there's there's definitely, like, groups locally. Like, uh, currently there's Grand Slam Wrestling out of Old Forge. I do a lot of work with them now. Um, but uh, there wasn't really, like, um, space there to really, like, prove yourself to get to the next level in independent wrestling there's several levels you know like much like baseball or football you know like you have the minor leagues of things and you got to work your way up to those to get into the major leagues um so i I actually ended up going and training in allentown originally and then i moved to philadelphia to to finish my training because the school ended up relocating out there uh with chikara um but prior to that like i kind of like did everything i could to get my foot in the door so I was, uh, I made a website for wrestling when I was like 13, 14. It was like a news site. And, uh, I ended up, uh, learning how to teach myself how to do HTML and like code websites because of it. And, uh, I ended up getting a gig, um, where I made a website for a real business when I was like 14, 15 years old and they paid me 300 bucks. So with that money, I bought a digital camera and started photographing wrestling shows. Like I'd go to my go to hazelton for like the wild samoans had wrestling shows and there was a company called world star wrestling that was running in uh music uh for a bit of time 
And uh, they let me come to their shows, hang out with the wrestlers. I ended up getting some friends booked on shows because they were all wrestling locally. Um, you know, like uh, some of you might be familiar. I'm not sure how much you know about like Valley Championship Wrestling ran out of the Cafe Metropolis and Wilkes Bear in the late 90s. It was like a, basically like a glorified backyard wrestling group running shows illegally out of Cafe Metro and then at home base. Uh, so I like kind of like became friends with all of them. I remember and the then, uh, uh, I remember the wrestling ring at home base. I remember actually uh, WWE, well WWF at the time, uh, came to Carbondale Area High School, and there was a rumor out there. I, I can't confirm or deny this is that Yokozuna actually broke the toilet in the the men's bathroom there. It seems that seems believable, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. considering considering his in the handicap stall yeah. of all the all the ones available. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean he, that that's a big that's a big Samoan, but you know, in stories Chinese or Japanese or something, <laughs> whatever they tried to portray him as, it's kind of uh, weird. <laughs> so, kind of, when did you get into wrestling? Actually, uh, as a wrestler, what what when was that? Um, illegally, my first match was when I was seventeen. Um, I wasn't like fully trained in any way, but my first match with Chikara. Um, was when I was 19, 19 years old. Okay. And my, my, de- my debut actually was in the ECW arena, which is kind of crazy, uh, stressful, and was that uh, like 2005? nerve-wracking. 2005, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I mean, Chikara, to us, that's that's a, a name that, that, I mean, I'm familiar with, but I think it's only because I'm Facebook friends with you and Andy Peck, and <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. it's like that this weird like unholy northeast pa music punk rock slash wrestling uh you know scene that we have up there but shikara as i did some research seems to be one of the bigger independent promotions or a mid-level one at least like yeah i I think at this point they're probably one of the larger independent wrestling groups going you know they've been going since uh 2002 uh they've been right there with ring of honor since 2002 as well um and, uh, you know, like, uh, I've, I've done stuff outside of wrestling now that's, like, completely different than what my wrestling personality was. But um, I was in Leadership Wilkes-Barre, which is, like, a, a leadership uh, development course. And we had to do a fundraiser with Wisecrackers Comedy. Yeah. And uh, what was Branson. weird. Yeah. Uh, we, well, we did it in the casino, actually, the Wilkes-Barre okay. one. But the, the, the kind of long story short this, uh, the comedians on that event, found out i was a wrestler and started talking about wrestling and they started name dropping chikara wrestlers and i was like how the hell do you know about chikara and like that's when i started realizing like the type of audience that chikara uh, attracts is is much different than like the ring of honor or any other types of independent wrestling they're like they have this like hip um almost a like, very artistic approach to professional wrestling that they're trying to do things uh, way different than how, you know, the typical indie wrestling group is. If you just look at the characters on Chikara's roster, you'll understand what I mean. Um, and it's just, uh, I think it attracts a different uh, audience group that's maybe more appreciative of theatrical styles and storytelling um, because they, they basically like take comic book stories and bring them to professional wrestling worlds. Um, like they've had a, there's a story that involves me and I retired 
uh, retired is a really dumb word for it, but uh, left wrestling in 2012, and there's still a story going on that involves me personally, my character, um, after all this time still, that's still going. You know, it's like, it's so crazy how backwards uh, Mike Quackenbush, the owner, he just really has got this weird brain for wrestling and storytelling, and uh, I think uh, that's probably more why Chikara is just... Yeah, I think Jamie uh, has consider a that. Jamie has a question. Yeah. Jamie has a question. So, Gerard, okay. I was wondering yes. if you have any, any thought for Chikara to, you know, get popular the old school way for wrestling. And that's kind of just to, you know, get addicted to coke and steroids and see where it goes from there. Because you know, all my favorite wrestlers, Randy Macho Man, Ultimate Warrior, you know, Roddy Roddy Piper, those guys know how to party. Yeah, yeah, they do. Uh, I think yeah. I think I think Chikara had had its time uh, where uh, there was a bit of partying going on, but I think uh, a lot of them, you know, uh, as as I'm getting older now and becoming, I guess, what what an adult is, I guess, um, don't necessarily uh, go as hard as I used to. So uh, there's definitely groups that do stuff like that for sure <laughs> is that, is that like a, a common thing in wrestling if i if i you know can follow up with that is is that something you see no matter what wrestling organization you go with is is that something that happens a lot like vices like like yeah uh, sure drug yeah. use uh i i think so um not i mean not anywhere near as prevalent as it was in the 90s you know uh but there's definitely uh groups of people that you know still go that hard with 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 that it's also just from like you know they're bumping around in a wrestling ring and like fucking their bodies up pretty good my bad if that's not allowed but uh, oh no you're good anyway. <laughs> he says that at least like <laughs> we've got the explicit tag on the on <laughs> great 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 so uh yeah i mean um, it's definitely not as prevalent as it, as it once was, but like it's definitely activity that still goes on in the independent wrestling scene. And uh, uh, yeah, just not. I, I mean, I wouldn't say any. Like, definitely not in Chikara at all. Just yeah, because it's a super family friendly group, uh, and uh, you know they they do things a little different there. So I got a question. Uh, I and you know full disclosure, I looked on Wikipedia before we we got on here. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, that might not help. <laughs> no, it said uh, Chuck Taylor, second cousins in Chikara. Are you close with him? Like, do you help? Do you help him out? Uh, that uh, or is that this not? Will, this, this will, <laughs> not to get a family time. stuff, but I, I yeah, just this, saw that. Yeah, this will be the first time I ever admit that we're not actually related. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Whoa, uh, exclusive. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't you're gonna know. hear it first here at the point after show. <laughs> I don't know who made my Wikipedia page. Uh, <laughs> a lot of it is, I mean, most of it's factual. That's not, I think it says I'm gay, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not reading it here. It says bye. So, <laughs> so you're cool, sort of. No, I'm just joking. Um, no, no, so. I, I, no, I, I do have a, a, a question real quick. Um, so who is your inspiration? Like, you know, getting into wrestling. Who is the guy that you, you know, wanted to be? And we all have, you know, I was the ultimate warrior. I'm, I'm sure everyone, Tommy said he had Stone Cold. Who is your guy that you looked up to in the in professional wrestling? I, I think it changed over the years, like, as I got older. But, like, I originally, you know, everybody was ultimate warrior guys, I think, you know, when we're kids. Um, maybe, like, when I was actually starting to think about becoming a wrestler, I really liked Dean Malenko and Rey Mysterio Jr. Um, oh, and okay. then uh, Looking for the small guy. 
Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I'm not a, a huge guy myself, you know. So uh, you know, it, it was it was cool to see how how uh, fast paced you know they were able to go, uh, and then um, uh, right when I uh, started when I, I became a masked wrestler, and uh, a lot of it was based on the idea of being similar to what WWE now calls, well, I don't think he's involved anymore, but Sin Cara. Yeah. Uh, he, was, he was Mystico uh, at the time I was Mystico, debuting. yeah. And then um, when I became Vin Gerard, it was more about being like Raven. Um, so, uh, Quote uh, Raven nevermore. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I guess we can transfer a little bit to modern-day wrestling. We were really hoping to have Paul here. He... Paul's obsessed with wrestling. He really loves it. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to make it tonight. But uh, what do you are you still a big fan of wrestling now? Like the WWE? Uh, I I would say I mean I still know enough of what's going on. Uh, mm. But I would say like the last year has been the least I've watched pro wrestling. But I I'm still very familiar with what's going on. I actually um, another another no one knows this <laughs> uh, when when WWE was at. Um, Wilkes-Barre just uh, two weeks ago for Raw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was I was actually called to be an extra, and I was an extra at their show. Um, nice. So so that was kind of cool. Um, first time I ever got to like see everything. From, as a yeah, it was the first time I ever got to see like the backstage side of like their massive operation. You know, they're they're uh, they're they're a, they're a billion dollar machine. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty wild. Spending all that on politics right now, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I have a little question to follow up going back. Uh, last last podcast we did, we had um, uh, a guy in here who works for the uh, sanctioning body for uh, boxing and UFC in the state. You had said that you, uh, you you wrestled illegally at 17. Is there like, do you have to get a wrestling license? Follow-up question to your follow-up question. You had a state athletic commissioner on your show? Uh, yes. An assistant a member to, of it? An assistant yeah. to uh, the assistant. Uh, can I ask <laughs> yeah. what the name is? No. Yeah, we can't no. say his name, unfortunately. He okay. came on anonymously. Uh, Stroud oh. Rounder. Yeah, his, his Twitter handle is at Stroud Rounder. Oh, so um, I definitely have a lot of stuff to talk about there, but... Um, we so would we love to hear. He just started, actually. Yeah, he just ago, he just so started. If you have any beef with the no, 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 no one in particular, no one in particular at all. But I, I just question their logic on some things. Uh, but no, um, so pro, pro wrestling, since you don't know, is governed the same way as boxing and MMA by the well, actually boxing specifically. I don't know that it's MMA. Um, I can't yeah, back that's that up. Kind of new, so I don't think it would be. Yeah, so boxing and pro wrestling are under the same governing body of the Pennsylvania State Athletic Commission. So they have the same rules. So um, in regards to uh, whatever licensing that uh, a boxer has to get, I, I'm assuming you just have to sign waivers for the most part uh, and be of a legal age, you know, being 18. Um, age of cons- you know, like you, That's you usually can, like we- a frat party thing. <laughs> <laughs> but the... Uh, um, as far as being a pro wrestler, there's no real um, legal terms in the Pennsylvania state. Uh, New York, you need, um, like, it, you have to have a doctor at every show. That's something, like, no matter if it's a boxing show or a wrestling show, there needs to be a doctor on site. Um, and uh, but in, in New York state, like, for an example, you have to get a physical, like, on site to perform on the show that night. If you don't pass the physical, you can't perform. Okay. Um, 
So like in Maryland, I believe you need to have a wrestling license. You need to have like an actual license, but they'll just like basically write it up for you and they pay the expense as a promoter. You just, you know, you book the talent, you're going to have, you know, those extra expenses if they've never wrestled in that state. And they're, they're basically good for like forever once you have one. Um, but every state differs much like the same thing as like boxing or MMA. You have to have different licensing no matter where you are. So, okay. So there's no like, uh, there, there's no, uh, we, we had a lot of talk last week about, uh, so, uh, Tim, Tim Hugh died, um, or Haig died, uh, for too many concussions. And I assume concussions happen a lot in wrestling as well. There's no, like, you don't have to get checked or, or have to pass protocol or anything like that. <coughs> At least no, not in Pennsylvania. That, uh, no, and, and that's definitely, definitely up for dispute, uh, something that should be done. Like me personally, I quit wrestling, um for uh, uh, plenty of reasons but one of them was like i had so i have i've had a few concussions you know and uh all wrestling related concussions and um you know after after getting so many it kind of like screws with your brain a little bit you know <laughs> as you would expect oh yeah uh, absolutely and uh so um yeah there's there's nothing that really um it's it's kind of a pr- promoter's discretion you know um to to book a talent knowing you know it, it, you know, like a promoter going into it when they they book somebody, they they kind of probably know a little bit about them, uh, unless you're like just an up and comer, right? Um, and you can kind of tell based on the style of wrestling they have, and word gets around pretty quickly in the wrestling world. It's it's also dramatically filled, like it's it's based on drama and rumors and you know whatever to whatever to inflate the show. Um, but it's it's really up to the promoter uh, more than anything. You know, like. Um, it's and it's up to the performer to go to the doctors. You right. know, like you, you'll get checked at the show, and the doctor can only do so much. Like legally, they're not allowed to. Like if something really happened to you at a wrestling show or a boxing event, that doctor can't do anything. Like they all they can do is make the call to get the ambulance there. Like they legally are not okay. allowed to touch you. You know, like wow. they they can like observe you and say, yeah, this person needs to go to the, the hospital. They're fucked up. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, like Gerard, they can we, give you we, like we don't use the f word here on the point after show. <laughs> Unless we say it with force. <laughs> but uh so I guess following up to that then, you recently started dipping your toes in the uh promoter world, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess you can say that. Yeah. <laughs> so you uh the uh, I, My computer's freezing here. I can't think of the name of the uh What the promotion fest- do you do you roll with? No, the 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 festival you just threw in uh, Old Forge. Yeah, we did uh, break the barrier. Break the uh, barrier. Was the name of it? Yeah. There okay. was. Uh, I, I started a streaming service, a video streaming service, much like uh, WWE Network or like Netflix, I guess. Um, if you're not familiar with WWE Network, mm-hmm. um, that just uh, we basically took. Um, we have right now we have 35 independent wrestling groups. Uh, part of it where they submit content, like they basically send us their shows, and you as a, a user can go on it and watch their shows and catch up on what they're doing. Um, and, um, there's other services like ours out there. Um, but to be different, we decided we would want to do our own show as like a grand opening. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we invited, um, seven different promotions to submit matches onto our show and, and show the world kind of what they do uh, and put on, you know, whatever type of matches they wanted to do. And we would foot the bill. So, um, we, we had a pretty great response for that. Uh, you know, in terms of like wrestling wise, we had 27,000 live views, which is uh, pretty incredible on an independent wrestling level. Um, 
so yeah, it was, it was a pretty successful event, especially, you know, something that we ran out of Northeastern Pennsylvania, you know, and, uh, really uh dead town for wrestling <laughs> for sure yeah i mean old forge known for their pizza more than their wrestling i guess yeah uh, absolutely yeah yeah that, that was helpful though with getting the wrestlers out they were stoked about trying all the pizza so what do you have going on in the near future um right now we are uh we we debuted a uh a championship at the at the show it's the powerbomb tv independent title at the, the the festival they just did yeah, yeah. Where, yeah. Where, where is the festival? It happened already. It was in Old Forge. We just talked about it. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> Tom's gonna sit out. Yeah, Tom's <laughs> 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 got lost the conversation a little bit. So, uh, Gerard, I have a question for you. Yeah, bit. James from the corner again. So, All right. Um, you know, the thought of wrestling is the same kind of things come back into fad. You know, so things like Ultimate Warrior and Stone Cold, and obviously they they'll get applied to you know. Every other, you know, wrestling, you know, um, association, and they, they're kind of the same characters. So any thought of kind of getting, like, a Stone Cold character, but instead of, like, Miller Lite and Budweiser's, how about Zima's coming back? <laughs> like, you know, wrestlers are crushing Zima's. There was a... So uh, I, I can I can let you know that that kind of almost happened already in uh in TNA they had a character named Zima Ion, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it didn't go so well. I think maybe they need to give it another shot so, now that you so bring we, it up. We already you know? missed the boat there. So <laughs> yeah, I'm always a second late. Yeah, <laughs> they I, they might have just been a second late too. You know, like maybe 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 they just missed the mark. They they renamed them and repackaged them, but. You know, maybe maybe they need to go back and visit that again. <laughs> Zima's hot in the street right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's going on with that? Honestly, uh, John Popko was just drinking Zima's. Uh, is, that, is, that, is this <laughs> a legit thing going on? Is this a legit so, thing happening? <laughs> so I mean, we were ta- we talked about it on the podcast last week. Zima went away way before I was ever at a legal drinking age. It was it was extinct. Um, and I guess they're doing like this limited time only run where they're bringing it back. Um, and and people are going nuts for it because they've never seen it before. It's this whole new thing, and uh, every time I every time I scroll through Facebook, I see somebody else drinking a Zima. It's it's kind of wild. <laughs> Whatever, I don't understand. Yeah. And and apparently, uh, Jolly Rancher stock is through the roof right now because right. it's not only refreshing but it's delicious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and gives you heartburn. <laughs> so let's uh, let's talk about Powerbomb TV just a little bit here. Um, if somebody wants to uh, subscribe to it, I assume it's a subscription service because you said it's yep. not like WWE Live. It's shit. Uh, is it just through your your computer or how do, how do they go about doing that? No, you can do it. You can do it on your PC. Uh, that's the preferred way to just sign up in general. But um, mm-hmm. we actually are about to launch on Roku, um, Chromecast, Apple TV. Um, it works with PlayStation browser as well. Uh, let's see if there's. I can't think of anything else off the top of my head. But that. I mean, we're trying to be as cross compatible as possible. Uh, it's very mobile friendly as well. The 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 media player works just fine on your phone. So you can like scroll ahead or go back. It's probably one of the. I mean, I don't you know personally uh, want to brag about it, but I know that in terms of. Um, players uh, as far as like uh, the ability to move around uh, it's probably one of the better ones in in the wrestling level um, just because uh, our developer is definitely his strong suit is trying to be better than everything else that's out there um, 
we we tried a bunch of different like uh, streaming services um like where we're just trying to do like the turnkey like pivot share type of things and uh they just didn't meet what we were looking for so um our developer just built it from the ground up and yeah it comes with some downsides to it you know we're still working through some bugs um minor bugs but as far as like the experience for the user it's 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 really great on that end and we just constantly are trying to improve on it is it uh so how much is it ten dollars a month or a hundred dollars for the year and you get a 10-day free trial okay and do you so is it only when something's live or do you archive footage as well no, we are we archive everything. You can you can watch it on demand. That's you know like um, well, one of the things that a couple companies focus on a lot, and I I, I understand too. You know the pay per view model is kind of dying. Um, you know everybody's switching over to streaming services, um, and uh, I, I I remember this from like college when people would bring up that you know all these different networks like sports groups are going to just start making their own streaming services, and I was like that's never going to work. Well, now it's happening, and it's it's crazy to see happen. Um, but like we we're trying to do more live streaming. We just um, it's expensive to get out and do stuff. And personally, I, I don't want to spend my weekends going out anymore to wrestling shows, <laughs> you know, and doing it myself. So I'd rather have the money to have somebody else, like uh, our buddy Andy Peck, go out and uh, yeah. film them for me. You know, exactly. <laughs> just... And if there's anything the Point After Show can do to help you guys out, let us know, and we'll uh, definitely try to do that for you guys. Yeah, thank you, thank you so much. Absolutely. Well, hey, Gerard, thank you very much. We appreciate it. And uh, you know, next time there's a, you know, if you guys are doing another live event, we'll we'll definitely try to, to try to get out to it. Let us know, and we'll try to get there and try to get you and some of the wrestlers uh, on air. Yeah, especially yeah, if you come, to, come to Harrisburg too. That'd yeah. be awesome. <laughs> Jamie will uh, bring the steroids and coke. It's James. 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 And obviously the Zimas. James and the Zimas. There, there's no party without Zimas. So. so. I, I have a question for you guys. Since you guys talked to the State Athletic Commission, that this is my only uh, thing I'll, I'll mention on it. All right. Um, do you uh, pro wrestling? Is it real or fake? I think here. Here, uh, this is Tom. I'll give yeah. you my opinion. I think that uh, wrestling is one of the most athletic sports going, but at the same time, like you said, it's a soap opera. Right. Yeah, that's, I, I mean, that's kind of my take on it. I mean, I definitely think everybody's an athlete that takes part in it. <clears throat> but to my understanding, I've never really understood how, Yeah, I mean, I guess there's a predetermined winner. You know, you kind of know what you're going to do when you go in the ring. But you sure. can get hurt, and there's a lot to it. And I assume there's a lot of improvising. You're obviously not remembering every move before you get in the ring. Well, they talk. They, they talk when they're out there, right? In the squared circle, as they call it. Uh, I mean, some do. You know, uh, it's kind of like being a weird magician in a way. You know, like I, everybody has a different way they do it. Everybody has a different way they're doing it. But, um, but uh, the reason Never I say know. that though is like uh, I don't know that it's fair to say that pro wrestling belongs in the same category as a sport like boxing when it comes to state athletic commissions ruling over it. I, I would completely uh, agree with that statement. Yeah, I agree with that. And, too. And the idea of regulating it the same way. So uh, my my only piece of this that I would I would say is uh, my first concussion came from a board sticking up in a pro wrestling ring, and I hit my head off the back of it because the state athletic commission didn't do their job and inspect the ring before the show started. Although they were there to collect their money, 
that's all they're ever do, there to do is collect their money. Back um, up. I represent those people. Eddie's <laughs> uh, first concussion came off of uh, smashing his back of his head off of a headboard of a bed. <laughs> Thank God the State Athletic Commission doesn't have to regulate that. You know? She was pretty good, though. <laughs> yeah. She was a freak, Eddie would say. Well, hey, I kind of like that train of thought for uh, you know a segment of its own. So maybe... Just maybe we can't talk for him, but maybe we can get uh, a follow up on this in a later episode where uh, we can get you to call in and we could have Shroud Rounder here, and you guys kind of go back and forth with that. A little hardball. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be I'll be incredibly <laughs> open minded, and uh, I won't you know say for a matter of fact I'm right or wrong. He can he can definitely play ball with me on this totally and and dispute it. Um, I know for a fact uh, a lot of different things that have happened recently with the State Athletic Commission and pro wrestling. So I'd love to dispute those things with them. Um, and ultimately, my goal is to unregulate pro wrestling from the State Athletic Commission because I don't think it's right and I don't think uh, they have any business to regulate it. Uh, but we can we can go back and forth on that personally. Get you know, I'd love to, to talk to them about it and see what they think. My last question here is um, it, not really much to do with pro wrestling at all, but just the the type of stuff going on there is who do you think wins, McGregor or Mayweather? I mean, so um, the entertainment fan in me would love for McGregor to win, um, but this. <laughs> <laughs> the realistic side of me knows that there's absolutely no fucking chance. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, it's kind of like yeah. consensus in yeah. the show here. Yeah, we had that yeah. argument the other day. Yeah. $100 million paycheck, though, you know, whatever. But to lose, yeah. that's. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what you're going to get tonight is a $100 million paycheck. Just don't catch Thank it for you. about, oh, like, 30 years. It's been, it's been uh, post-dated also, to 2069. I'll, I'll try to hang on as long <laughs> yeah. as I can for that. <laughs> well, hey, once well, again... Thank you so much, Gerard. We appreciate it. Um, yeah, every- thank you. Thank you for the mil- the $100 million check. I yeah. definitely will do my best to stay alive until then. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. It's the best payday I've ever gotten. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, go check out powerbomb.tv. And uh, if you're a wrestling fan, it's it sounds to me like a great deal. 10 bucks a month. That's cheaper than uh, Spotify. And, uh, you know, you can you can get all your favorite uh, independent wrestling. And uh, we'll give one more shout-out to our man, Andy Peck, since... Uh, cheaper than a six-pack of Zima. It's cheaper than a six-pack of Zima, it is. Word. So, uh, Paul's not here to give it to us, so, Ed, you want to take us out? Yeah, sure. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, make sure you tune in and subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Our Twitter handle is at pointaftershow. Uh, so, if you... If you listen this listen this far. Thank thanks. You. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Alright, thanks, buddy. Thanks, Gerard. Appreciate yeah, it. Thank you. Yep. Everything coming around. Karma keep holding.